Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your host, Nate and Micah. Andy couldn't make it tonight. Nope. So, just us. What's up? What's going on, man? How's Nothing. life treating you? Uh, it's hot, man. <laughs> it's really hot. It's hot and miserable. By the yep. time this comes out, I'm really hoping that it has calmed down a little bit, I guess. I don't know. It's freaking miserable yeah, this, outside. This one will come out and is it? will it be August yet? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, this will come out in August. Yeah. So, I hope it's not, you know, devil's ass crack hot still. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if you know this or not. Devil's ass crack hot? It sounds miserable. It's hot. It sounds smelly. <laughs> <laughs> but, no. So, uh, but we'll just kind of get into it a little bit. Uh, today we have on the show uh, adjustable red dot sights for your bow yeah it's a uh interesting product uh that not a lot of people know about and honestly i wish we could do more gear talk than we do yeah we don't get to we don't i guess we don't it's not get to but we don't mess with the gear topics too much like they get brought up in shows but we don't really specific like target target one item itself and we we hope to do more of that down the road it's just I don't know. We like a lot of shit, so <laughs> yeah, it's we talk hard. about other stuff too. It's kind of hard to, you know, get it in the books, sort of thing. So and, yeah, and if if uh, by the way, listener, if you have some gear that you would like us to do a show on sometime, drop us a message. Yeah, doesn't mean know. we'll get to it immediately, but we'll put it on the list and maybe do it because there's all kinds of cool products out there. This is one that me, Micah, and Andy saw up in. Is that the uh, Iowa Deer Iowa Classic? Iowa Deer Classic. Yeah. And we got to play with it a little bit. Yeah. It, 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 like like Nathan said, it's pretty interesting. It's been around a while, which I didn't realize. You know, Tim uh, informed us of that. But uh, it, it's pretty cool. And I really think it's going to help those people out that, you know, have a hard time seeing, you know, getting up in years mm-hmm. maybe. Or maybe you have to wear glasses or something like that. Um, it's it, different. It's, it's all different. there is to it. Yeah, it's different. It's I wonder if it would out. help with target panic. People I don't know. who have that. I don't know. I have been lucky enough, knock on wood, not to have that issue. I, I've struggled with it before, but, uh, you know, worked through it sort of thing. But yeah. uh, It might. Went, went I, to I, counseling. <laughs> yeah. Talked to my pastor. Got through it. That'd be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it, it's a pretty cool product. You guys definitely need to go check it out on their websites and their social. Just give it a once over. Maybe it's something that you might be interested in. So. You know, we talk with uh, Tim and Abby. I'm not Zelinka. Zelinka. It's quite quite a cool name, but uh, yeah. So they got that, and uh, 
Yeah. So, but let's get into our sponsors and we'll get on to the show. Yeah. So, um, Camel Fire, man. I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm going to. <laughs> it's a flash sale site. You can get a site and they actually have an app too, which makes it easier. Just one click and it'll pop right up there and it'll show you everything that's on sale for the day. Right now, there's two game hours. bags. Yeah. Dude. Don't even worry about telling them. They're not going to know. Or right. They're not going to This isn't going to be on there. But today, the day we're recording this, they have game bags. Yeah. And they got some Black Ovis stuff. A lot of Black Ovis stuff on this one. Yeah. So check out check them out, camofire.com. Speaking yeah. of Black Ovis stuff, yeah. Black Ovis. The sister company, however you want to say it, they're actually the same. They're just different websites sort of thing. Uh, we actually had, you know, one of the co-founders on Kindle card. Yeah. Kindle yeah. card. A few, it'd be a few weeks now. Yeah. But so uh, if you haven't listened to that show with him, go back and yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Check it out. Really cool. How it came about. And you can tell just the way he talks, he's really passionate about it. And you know, the websites they do, they do justice. They're, they're good sites. You can find a lot of good deals on there, uh, for what you're looking at. Like black Ovis right now, they have 15% off vortex. So if you're looking for a spotting scope or some binoculars or something of that sort, yep. Go check them out. So doing some giveaways. Yeah, you just hop on their website, check them out. Uh, if you want to wait, wave, save some money, use the code MWW10 for ten percent off your order. That includes Arrow ID Builder, which you should check out. Micah, yep. Micah did it. It's pretty badass. Yep, works great. So CamelFire.com, BlackOvis.com. Yep. All right, next Onyx. Use it every day. One of the best apps out there. If you're not a hunter. You just sent me a map today. I did, man. I sent you a link at uh, something we're looking at, you know, just a piece of property. No. You not- have you have some weird-ass fetish with sending me and Andy properties that we can't freaking buy anyways. <laughs> hey, guys, but, look at this one. Let's buy this. Oh, yeah, it's only $2.1 million. <laughs> Let me just pull that out but of my ass. It's fun to dream. To be a dick? It's fun to no, dream. It's torturous. Is all it is. It's fun. It's fun. Maybe I'm into a little torture. You ever think about that? I knew you got pegged. I probably shouldn't have said that on our <laughs> Why are you telling people my secret? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but Onyx, uh, for real, it's super, like you said, I just sent them, I sent, me and Nathan, we obviously do a lot of our coyote hunting together. We talk about it all the time. But, so we share all our pins that we have permission for on our coyote hunting properties and that sort of thing. So it makes it really easy uh, to do that. And, you know, it's great for finding out landowners if you're trying to get permission or if you're heading out west. Uh, we're going to be using it, you know, come, we're going to leave here in, in a about a few weeks. Yeah, a few weeks. We're going to be heading out west and we're going to be using it every day. So if, if you're a hunter and you don't have it, you should definitely check it out. Uh, if you want to save yourself uh, 20%, that's MWW20. And you have to go to the website to do that. You can't do it if you already have the app. So, which is on xmaps.com. Yeah, on xmaps.com. Which I'm pretty sure you have to go to the website. Anyways, anyways to re up. I don't think you can unless pay. unless you subscribe. I think auto then, auto yeah the whatever auto pay or whatever. So, but yeah. And in that case, I don't know how you do it. Get on the website. Try to. If not, guess what? Call them. Yeah, they're yeah, easy they're pretty, to talk to. Yeah, pretty easy to talk to. Uh, Lucky Buck. I'm going to be dumping some here in the next few days. Nathan, I know he, you just dumped some a week or so ago, didn't you? I took a giant dump of it. <laughs> no, but, uh, dude, man, they hit that stuff like crazy. It, it's really it's really impressive. Andy, he has one of his cameras set up on it, same as mine, but, like, he gets quite a bit of different deer, you know, 
than more than I do because of just the way his property is set up. But you know, they they. I'm gonna frequent. tell you this much. I'm gonna be using that mineral for years to come. Yeah, even if you even know, if we don't God work forbid with them, something happened and hope, we don't get hope to work we do. With. But I'm just saying, I'm it, gonna be using that shit. It, That's for it, sure. It works. It really, really works. LuckyBuckMineral.com. Check yep. them out. Yep. Uh, River's Edge Tree Stand. I just got done setting stand up a few days ago. Yeah. Last weekend, I believe you're it was. impatient. It's not that I'm impatient. It is. I saw the weather, and I was like, this is the last day that it's going to be below 90 degrees. Below devil's ass crack hot. Yeah, below devil's ass crack hot. So I was like, I'm going to go put one out real quick. So yeah. I did. River's Edge, I have not done that. I still got two. Use I still the code. need two, too. But. Use the code at Missouri10 for 10% off any hang-on or ladder. Probably ought to get on that if you're planning on hanging stuff before the season. Right. So, cutty back. All our cuttyback systems are up and running. Yep. So, you guys, like, you know, by the time we had this, I doubt the issue has been addressed or whatnot, but they are having some problems getting some of the remote cameras, and that's just, you know, COVID hit certain companies different ways, and, you know, they're still trying to come back from that. But there are places out there that you can still find them, so I would suggest getting them. They work great. We love them. Uh, Going to be using those for a long time. Coming. One cell plan. Yeah, one cell plan. I paid to 20, $20 this month. Yeah, up to 24 cameras on that one. Yeah. So, and they got up to unlimited, you know, pictures. So, whatever you want to do there, that's up to you. Uh, Midwest Gunworks. Uh, use the code MOWW22 for no, 10% off. Yeah, if on you, your I mean, because you can still buy quite a bit, you know, there. So, use that code, get you some stuff. Yep. And then lastly, Midwest Gunworks. Yep. Um, Everybody honestly, needs a gun. For, for coyote stuff, I'm just waiting for... My freaking suppressor to come in. Yeah, we're kind of. I was really thinking we were going to get a call like <laughs> soon, because we're kind of in the same boat as far as time frame goes. But we are we, now. Yeah, yeah. You kind of got screwed. Nathan, Nathan got screwed on his deal. But uh, so hopefully they kind of. Hopefully we get a call <laughs> next week or so. But I've been saying that for the past month. Uh, Midwest but, Gunworks is a dealer for silencer shop. I guess that's called what they're called. Yeah. So um, if you're in that area. Peevely, right? The Peevely? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're in the Peevely area, uh, go check them out. Uh, or get on their website, MidwestGunWorks.com. Use the code MWW5 for 5% off. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all of our partners. Couldn't do this without you. We appreciate it. I've said that once or twice. Yep. So, But now we'll get into the show with uh, adjustable red dot sights. All right. See you. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I finally got to say it. <laughs> Okay, with us tonight, we've got Tim and Abby Zelinka with Adjustable Red Dot. Guys, how's it going? Great. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. It's it's uh, bombing 103 degrees right now, but other than that, doing pretty good. Yeah, how's it up there? Not, not quite that hot. You know, we're so close to Lake Michigan, so it, it's uh, maybe 80. Yeah. <laughs> well, screw you. Okay. I, I, I'd That's be put, what I have to say about that. I'd be putting on a sweatshirt at that point, I think. Yeah. No, I'd just be comfortable for once in my life. Yeah. I feel like I'm driving around right now just with four T-shirts in my car. Yeah, I would definitely sweat yeah. sweat through a few during this time of year. Yeah. So, um, well, for our show tonight, we'll talk about it in the intro as well, but um, Tim and Abby 
are um, with adjustable red dot. It's a interesting bow sight um, that is a definitely a different take than what a lot of archers are used to. Um, Andy, Micah, and I actually shot your all sight up at the um, Iowa Deer Classic for the first time is where we learned about it. And uh, we like new, cool products that are, um, you know, a, a different take on, you know, a normal type of thing. I mean, everybody's used to what a bow sight is, right? You look through a peep and you shoot. Well, that's not what y'all is. So um, before we kind of get into the nuts and bolts of what the, the red dot, adjustable red dot is, why don't y'all first both introduce yourselves. Um, we'll let Abby go first since she's a lady. And uh, it's a lady. <laughs> um, we'll let you go first. And um, I didn't prep you guys on this question, but I'm going to have each of you answer since you're not from Missouri. What's your favorite thing about the outdoors after you introduce yourself? Okay. Um, so I'm Abby. Um, my dad, Tim, here is um, the one who thought of and kind of put forth adjustable red dot. So I've been shooting it my whole life. Um, that's my favorite thing about the outdoors is just spending time with family i think that's kind of something we always do whether we're fishing on lake michigan or going up to our hunting property spending time with everyone i like it camaraderie that's a big one here too so what about you tim <laughs> tim zelenka um as abby said um i came up with the idea for the you know, the, making the adjustable red dot work a lot better. Um, where you live in West Michigan, we've been forever. We hunt a lot in Kansas. Uh, and I think our, our main thing is, uh, you know, hunting big whitetail. Nice. So, Tim, how did you get into hunting originally? Like, what's your background on it? We, we've we really hunted forever. My my dad and my, and my grandfather uh, were past presidents of the West Michigan, the, I think that's what it was, Safari Club. So they've hunted all over the world. Huge, you know, my grandpa had a, his trophy room was just hundreds of animals. He had a huge swimming pool that he made a mountain over the top of it because he didn't want to use it anymore. And it just had, you know, African animals everywhere on it. So, and, so he kind of had like a indoor or his own personal Cabela's style. Thing. It was really cool. <laughs> that sounds really cool. It was hundreds of, you know, I think he you know, probably, I think he did about 14 safaris to Africa wow. and he, he would leave for a month at a time, just, you know, travel around the world and that's all he did was hunt. So we were like surrounded by that, you know, forever. And he had just as a hobby, he had 200 acres behind his house that he put a high fence on. And so they had whitetail and buffalo and elk. And so, so we were always, you know, messing around out there, but that's awesome that's really cool and so i'm abby i'm assuming you're kind of the same way you just kind of grew up in it and just yeah. took to it like anything else huh oh yeah he always brought me since i was like a little kid he'd if we go bow hunting he'd strap us up in our harness carry us into the tree and like just always fun memories <laughs> no that's fun i mean i know as a as a dad myself it, it's it's enjoyable getting your kids out there to hunt with you so i'm sure you know he he had a blast doing that with you as well so okay yeah, she got she had, she had to go along no matter what because my my wife was stuck home with uh, the other kids and it's like you got to get one of these guys out of the house so <laughs> yep all right so i'm gonna ask you to tell me a story because i won't explain the deer but i see it behind you 
So yeah. you got to tell me that story of that hunt. You want to show okay. them? I'll grab it. I'll show it. Well, like, nobody else can see it. <laughs> nope. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. What a freak. It's a, it, it's a pig. I don't know maybe if you saw the video or not, but uh, like, there's a YouTube course. video with it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I self self filmed it. If you uh, look at it, it scores like 198. Um, but I shot that in Kansas last year. Um, I was hunting with a decoy, uh-huh. and so it, I just kind of glanced out, and I could just see some antlers through the, you know, through the trees, and I was like, oh, it's not very, it's not very wide. He's a little bit narrow, and from the time I saw it to the time I shot it was about forty-five seconds, you know. And he came in, got probably ten yards from that decoy, and just started, you know, stopped a little bit, bobbed his head, cut my steps, and and shot it. And it was, literally just that fast but, uh, so your brain had to go it. through the entire process of saying no then back to yes <laughs> yeah you know i always i always say that when we hunt when you're when we hunt out there if you have to think about whether you should shoot or not you probably shouldn't shoot it and you could you know i was if you're going to shoot a 160 you can never you know you can't shoot a 140 and right. usually that's what happens if, if you you know question yourself it's probably going to end up being a 140 yeah so and in in your case you went uh, i shouldn't shoot that to what are you thinking dummy <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah i don't know i mean just when you see a little bit i mean after it kind of walks in you immediately knew that it was nice and um well i'm just looking through google meets or whatever we're on right now and you can tell the mass yeah it seems like just oof. you know when you were holding it showing it to us uh so if mass comes through a web call that I'm sure he's much more massive uh, in person. Yeah, it probably weighs 30 pounds, just that, you know, those horns. But That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know why, but we live right next door to Kansas, obviously, and we have still yet to go over there and do any Kansas hunting. We really should start taking advantage well, we of We don't have that. a single point between the three of us. Yeah, either. it used to be. I feel like you could just buy the tag, but I think they've gone to that point system. And it's, it's draw we just We haven't been smart enough to start putting in for that so we need to start you doing that. Get, you can get drawn most years without a, you don't really need a point oh abby really didn't get, abby yeah. didn't get drawn My this year you're not getting drawn, get drawn so. you can get drawn except for abby she doesn't <laughs> yeah yeah we yeah, can't yeah. yeah i don't know maybe one person out of our our huge group over there every maybe every year doesn't get drawn but it, it doesn't happen very often. Do y'all have? Do y'all go over to a guide, or do y'all have uh, some friends that you met out there that y'all get to go on? Or back in, I think it was two thousand or two thousand one, we bought a house out there for four thousand dollars. Oh wow! And can't so beat that. that. A group of guys, and you know, we fixed it up a little bit, but it was actually a pretty nice house to begin with, and it wasn't on any property, so we just you know get permission to go hunt on landowner stuff we do have a couple 80 acre parcels um they're not even primary places where we go hunt yeah oh really That's the cool. key is to have the house so you have somewhere to stay yeah and you know so you can spend some time out there so you're not staying in a hotel or a tent or something is it's not a long-term right thing I got you. No, that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, so it's fun as a family. We know all the kids are like in college. We like got Thanksgiving break. So then we all go out on the Kansas for Thanksgiving break and we all go do that hunt in Kansas, which is fun. 
That's really cool. I'll, I'll be honest, talking to you, Ab, you two, and, and obviously Tim is Abby's dad, I, I'm a little sad. Why? Well, because I've, I've got a 14-year-old daughter. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know where I messed up in her <laughs> raising, but she wants nothing to do with hunting. Uh, she's a great kid. I lo- you know, she yeah. not like she does bad things. She's into sports and stuff like that. But I I wanted her to go hunting with me last year, and she goes, "Well, I'll go with you, but as soon as I see a deer, I'm going to scream at it so you don't kill it." <laughs> I'm like, well, we all, I only had that happen one time. My other daughter would maybe we she was three or four or something. I'm like, we're going to go out and sit in this spot. We're going to try to shoot some coyotes, and. uh so one came in and it was it was coming. I was just gonna shoot and she jumped up. So no, no, <laughs> not the puppy. Not, not that she didn't want me to shoot it. She she didn't want to hear the noise of the gun. You know, like, you can't go again. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you gotta you gotta get a few more years on you. I'm hoping one of my daughter, like as she gets into college and stuff or whatnot, as she grows up, she'll change her mind and let me start taking her. But because I've got three boys after her and they all love it. Yeah, yeah. There's another video on that on that YouTube page also uh, that Megan, my other daughter, she killed him. It was not a huge Kansas deer, but it was her first bow kill in, in Kansas. And so that was pretty cool. It was cool. They got to sit together. You know, Megan, after she shoots, it starts crying. She's so excited. Yeah. You know, dad gets to be with her during her, yeah. like that cool moment. So no, no doubt. My my 10 uh, year old son at the time last year shot his first deer with a bow. It was a crossbow because he can't pull back a compound yet. But um <laughs> shot his first deer and i was with him obviously so it's yeah it, it, that deer was just as fun as any deer i've killed and yeah he wasn't yeah. you know it was a buck and a, a great first deer but yeah. um you know not like a boon or anything like that but it doesn't really matter he was yeah. i was mm-hmm. just so proud of how he went about it and how, how you know the shot he made and um how his shot was just as good as any shot I've ever made. Yeah, so. man, he did a perfect shot. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to this year will be my daughter's first year that she's going to be able to pull the trigger. I'm going to take her youth hunting. She's eight, so I'm pretty excited for that. Yep. We, we have some pretty good old videos. <laughs> he videos all our hunts, so we have, uh, like, ones who are little. He yeah. has all of them. <laughs> a couple of them, they were, I don't know how old they were, not very old, and they were filming each other, and I'd left them alone. I mean, <laughs> With a, uh, whatever. I thought you were going to tell me uh, you're going to be one of those dads that was going to take your youngest daughter, the baby, hunting, and you're going to be that dude. Be like, use look the, what my daughter you, killed at youth season. Yeah, use they the, got this seven month old <laughs> kid right there with a giant deer. I've thought about it. I've thought about it, but no. Uh, I love those jokes. You ever see those? Posts? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look Son- at my baby killed, and the baby's like three weeks old. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Well, let's talk about this site because, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's cool. We all, like I said, we all three shot it and really once you get the hang of it, cause if you've shot like us three have, which Andy says, uh, hello, by the way, they just had a baby today. Uh, yeah. so, um, anyways, when you shoot like we have your whole life, the first time we picked it up. Abby, even once you explained it to us, I was still like, well, what do I look through? I think I even, like, closed my left eye because I'm left eye dominant, so I have to shoot weird. You know, i got to close the eye. And you're like, oh, you didn't got to do that. Just look, you know. And it, it once you get it, it, it makes a lot of sense. But um, I guess 
start at 30,000 feet and we'll start kind of breaking down the uh, the basics or you guys know how to explain it better than anybody, but just kind of right. we'll start talking I'll, about how it works and go from there. All right. Well, I'll, I'll kind of jump back and give you the, the, the history, kind of history and where, Perfect. where we came from. Yeah, because I forgot. Good job. <laughs> so we've, we've shot a red dot on our bows. When I say we, it's our pretty much my whole extended family and for 30 years. And that, that system that we use originally came from what was the Pollington system from Claude Pollington, who he used to be the owner of Oneida bows. And what, what they used then was very similar to what you guys shot, but we just used the, like a, a fixed bracket. Kind of like you guys can see, no, it was just this. Uh -huh. And sight bolted onto it. We couldn't adjust it for yardage. And, but we still use the, the tube style, um, like an, we use an ultra dot, we use the Citron then. Um, but in that tube gave us the, it was very intuitive because it's a little bit longer. So it forced us to, you know, to keep that straight in order to center the dot and kind of just to give you a little background too, for those guys that aren't familiar with, a. A red dot. A red dot isn't just a. Oh, we we stuck a or an LED, you know, light in the center of a tube so you can center it. It it actually you know reflects off a mirror, which is you know reflecting off a, a piece of curved glass. So with a like a coating on it, so you can only see that dot when you're looking straight through it. So that that's why we don't have to use a a, a pin sight if you torque the bow at all, and that sight isn't straight the dot's not in the center and if your anchor on your face is a little too high or a little too low it's not in the center and so when you're shooting a red dot we're telling everyone just look at the target and when you draw back let the dot come in your vision and that's probably the most difficult thing from where you guys come from when you're shooting a peep and a pin you're, you're cock your head a little bit maybe you're trying to look through the string and align a few things and we're not doing that at all with a red dot so that's it's totally foreign yeah i mean it's definitely i mean like you said it's been around for a little while just the different styles and you kind of brought the red dot tube style into it but it's not how do i say it not well known I guess, you know, everybody, everybody's used to getting two, three single pins, something like that. You have to have everything aligned. You're going to have your bubble. Got to make sure your bubble's centered with yours. It seems, and like I said, when we shot it, it's, it's a lot different in the fact that you don't have to worry about your level because if you're doing it right, you're level. So right. it, it kind of takes a little bit of crossing out all your x's and all that mm -hmm. out of it maybe less x's i guess you don't have as many boxes to check before you make that shot <laughs> yeah we you know it the stuff maybe the first your basic form with shooting you know is how we're standing and and uh you know how we draw those type of things are going to be the same no matter what right but when it comes to do we have the string touch in our nose a fletch in the corner of our mouth you know do, do we have certain amount of face pressure and um, those can, those things can kind of come into play when maybe like we're shooting tack or something and we're really 
you know, shooting long distances and we, we want to make sure we, we're doing some stuff. We have a really nice release, but for the most part, we just look at the dot target center of the dot and shoot. And if it's not center, usually the biggest reason isn't center left and right is because they're torquing the bow. And that would be probably from a peep and pin or, you know, while you're aligning the housing and make sure everything, everything's straight with the, with your peep yeah. and in hunting situations, that's why it's great because we, if you're thinking about other things, all we really want to do is center the dot. It, it's probably, is it most closely related to a single pin slider? If you had to compare it to a it, traditional it, or common type of site. Well, the, the mount itself, the way it slides up and down, yes, it slides up and down. So that would be similar to a like a single, a single pin yeah. slider, yeah. but the dot portion of it, it's not even close to the pin site. And that's probably why for so many years, people failed at putting a red dot on a bow mm-hmm. because they, they put it on. We don't align the dot with the string. Like you'd align your, your pins up with the string. You're looking through the string with a peep. We're offsetting it you know, to one side of the string because we don't want the string in our vision. Um, but just thinking of it as a red dot and not a pin site. Yeah. As yeah. soon as you start to think of this as a pin site, you're going to torque your bow, you're going to twist your head and you're going to say, I can't see a dot. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, I'm sure like when I was shooting, I'm sure Abby's like, what the hell is he doing? Cause yeah, that was my big thing at shows. Everyone would pack <laughs> their head into the string and sometimes I'd physically have to move people's head and be like, Nope, do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's like like the like first thing I I do is like I whoop, you know, like it's just uh, I mean I've been shooting that way for how many years, right? Well, so yeah, a long time. You get used to it. So, what are some of the major advantages of like your system or your the adjustable red dot over a traditional? I, don't know, I hate I hate using that word. A more mainstream yeah. site, I guess you'd call it. What What are some of the advantages you see? Uh, you know, once you've been once you get used to shooting one. Well, the, the biggest thing with a, and with a red dot, whether it's on a bow or, you know, or military uses it or some, it's just that target acquisition because we focus on the target and not on the dot. So with, with a peep and pin, your front sight, back sight, then your target, you know, just like if you're shooting iron sights on a, on a handgun mm-hmm. with a red dot, we're just dot target or, or target dot. But, um, and it just makes it so we uh, we instantly when we when we draw back that dot is there. So, yeah, I mean it, it was pretty cool shooting it. It really was. I wish we had a little more time that way we could have played around with it. A little well, there's more, people but, waiting on but, us too. But yeah, there was quite a bit of people. Yeah, you know, waiting to try it out. So I should turn around, and be like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we kind of had flurries like that where we actually had some people walk away because they, right. Yeah. One thing that, if you looked at any photos of the, of the dot, not of the site itself, is we use. There's two dovetails on that. Um, I'm going to show you guys, and you don't have to look it up. And but uh, if you look at that, there's these two dovetails where that that slider goes up and down, mm-hmm. and they're not. They don't just slide up and down like this that rotates on a slight arc as it slides up and down. 
So if you can think of, if you held your arm out in front of you with your bow and moved it up and moved it down, that's rotating on an arc. And your body is the center of that circle. That's what this is doing. And that's what keeps the dot aligned with your eye. So whether we're at the top click all the way up or down here, we never know that it moved. If it just moved up and down, you always have to turn your head to, mm -hmm. to see the dot. But, but those so, are, so that's, yeah, so that's why it works for changing yardages. Maybe you're sighted at 20, this adjustable part, because it moves on an arc is why you can go from 20 right. yards to like 50 yards. That makes sense. How far, I guess it would depend on the bow itself, yeah. but what type yeah. of ranges can somebody get out of y'all setup? So like I shoot more like probably like 52 pounds. So I'm only going to get probably more like to 50 yards, depending how like heavy your arrow is. But like he pulls back, to, I don't know, 70 or 60. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. The average it, with a hunting setup, yeah, let's say you're shooting a 500 grain arrow and 70 pounds. You're probably going to, if you sight it in at the top at, at 20, you're going to get out to 65, pretty okay. close to that. When we went and sh when we go and shoot tack, you know, then we're going to start out at 40 so we can get to a hundred, but then we're shooting a really light arrow. Okay. Uh, we have a couple different versions. This is our version four that we usually um, are do, but we have another one that's more for tack. And so we can change uh, because when we initially sighted in, we're changing the angle of the front of the site, mm -hmm. um, but we have, we can change that very easily. Instead of being sighted in at 20 yards at the top, a couple clicks up front and, uh, you guys can see it with like this one, there we can, go. we can move a couple clicks up here and now we're sighted in at 40 up at the top. Okay. And, and now we can move, get out to a hundred here or. You, a lot of guys use it for if you shoot two arrow setups. If, let's say at this setup, we're sighted in at, you know, with a 350 grain arrow. We can give it so many three clicks up front. Now we're, we're good with a 500 grain arrow. And you can switch back and forth without having to recite the whole thing in. Because with, with the housing of that being offset, like you were saying earlier, um, you know, it's not right in line with your string. Yep. Uh, like a, a more mainstream sight would be. Yeah. In theory, you could go as far as your bow would allow you to, right? Because you're, unless I'm thinking about this wrong, um, your arrow's not going to slap the sight coming out because it's not in the way. Well, it does it's go down. It's still there. I guess it's still there. Yeah. It, it, it's here. We yeah. usually sight, we set, when we set it up, there's different heights we can set it on the riser. Yeah. And we usually set it up so we, as low as we can so we don't come in contact yeah okay but where we mount it on the riser up and down changes our anchor point so if we want our anchor point a little bit lower then we mount it higher on the riser if we want our anchor point higher then we mount a little bit lower um so that doesn't really change where we hit i could totally sight it in like this one is here and then move it up on the riser and it won't change where we hit it'll change where you where you anchor what you were doing yeah. it just changes where you anchor but because we never change the angle of the site yeah that's okay the, same thing with where we set it left and right some guys like to like this bow that you guys are seeing it's a revolt and i like a medium length that's the the how far the dot is from the string and 
then I hunted with one of the Botech guys and he wanted a short. He liked the, the dot in a little closer to the riser. So that's kind of a preference thing where we Yeah, grew. what he's talking about is the ring that holds the um, red dot onto the bow yeah. that can change the length of it. So I'll okay. it is. So you yeah. take it further out. I got you. Yeah. So really, it's, it's just math. Like, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't, I see what they're saying. It doesn't matter where the hell you really put that dot because mm -hmm. it's just math. If it's well, your, your at bow's, 20. Your bow shoots the same no matter what, as long as you're doing everything the same. And then with a sight, all you're doing is just lining everything up. I mean, that's how the bows work. You When you change the sight, you're not changing your bow. You're just changing the sight itself. Right. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So, for the most part, we like we, if we have a thick riser like a V3, then we use a little bit of longer ring because we got to make up for that. But, yeah, the dot just becomes a point of reference. Right. Right. And we never, we're never changing the angle between, you know, where we anchor to the, or that line of sight. So, yeah, when it comes to actually like putting the sight on and getting, uh, you know, getting on target and everything, is it pretty easy or is it, you know, does it take a little bit of work to get used to it just because it's different than what most people are used to? Yeah. So like, ex like, I think that's a perfect question. Explain this process. Someone listens to this show with us and says, yeah, well, Honest, actually, before let's let's back up. <laughs> There's a demographic out there that Tim, you were telling me about uh, earlier. Not the only demographic that can use this, but there are some people out there who have stopped shooting bows. That this thing is really going to help them out. Talk about that benefit as well, and then we'll talk about setting it up. Okay, so. When you get, so I'm, I'm 53. So anybody in this age group, 50 to 70 years old, we don't go anywhere without our reading glasses because you can't, <laughs> you can't see anything. And so with a, a pin sight, that's at that arm length away, you know, 20 some inches or, and you just can't see. And that's why guys pins are, are blurry. So they're using a clarifier. Well, then they got a clean, you know, their pins are clear, but the target's a little bit blurry because they have to look through it. So with a red dot, that dot looks just like it's on the target. So our eyes now focus on infinity. So it's crystal clear. So anybody that's having, you know, trouble seeing those pins, you know, I say, go, you know, go to a gun store or, or some place that sells a red dot and, and just hold it out in front of you and look at it and, you know, shoot with both eyes open and just, you don't even have to shoot, but just look at it and see if that dot when it's on the target is clear. So yeah, another cool thing is that the red dots can change the size of the reticle. Like I think you guys, I showed you that when you shoot it. So you can make them like bigger or smaller. There's 11 different brightness settings here on these ultra dots. So like, that's nice. So like for different like time of day, you can get it brighter or dimmer. Can't you also do green? Yeah, you saying? So yeah. Green we, we can't dots. go green with this one, but there are a couple. Um, we have a, so this just mounts as the tube style, but then we have the rail, mm -hmm. like uh, he was shooting on that left-handed bow. So there's a couple out there that use a green dot also. Okay. That helps some guys with astigmatism where... You know, I, I have a hard time seeing red. Yeah, so I like, I, I like greens, my pins yeah. green or yellow. So. Yeah, red kind of starbursts or like something, they mm -hmm. say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah, because like, I know when I designed my site that I'm, it's on my bow now, I put all three greens yeah which a lot of people are like whoa well you didn't separate it with a red one I'm like nah i can no, count they're all three green <laughs> <laughs> but uh okay so 
that's pretty cool because I think there's there's like you were telling me about that dude today that hadn't shot a bow for like 15 years. We, we were driving home from the UP, and that that's got the guy called me and uh, he actually was from the other side of the state in Michigan, but uh, he was like, there is a God. And he goes, I hung my bow up. He goes, I've been shooting a crossbow and I don't want to, but he goes, I just can't see the pins anymore. Yeah. So hopefully that helps his situation, but we'll find out. Yep. No, yeah. Cool. And the people that are having real big problems with starbursting, like you were saying. I yeah. Think. We also get a lot with like, I know you mentioned you are like left eye dominant or like we can move the like side over. So it's more from one person's eye. We've had some for people who like, gone blind in one eye so we can adjust it for them so they can see through it yeah that what we did was so the guy was right-handed didn't want to shoot left-handed and so he has used his left eye so we just take the whole site and we made some special uh um spacers and we just put the dot in front of his left eye instead boy that'd be so foreign to me so now he just he just sees the dot with in that it doesn't matter it doesn't change where we hit even though we moved it over it was like an inch and a half further yeah. so he could see it with the other eye. Well, that makes sense. Having... The dot is the dot. It's not going to ever be wrong. It's mm-hmm. it's essentially a scope. So, I mean, it's not a scope, but that's what I'm comparing it to. It's not going to be incorrect. So when you see the dot, you know you're lined up for it with it because if you are canted two inches off, you're not going to see the damn thing. So you have to be lined up to be able to see the dot. So... It's not going to be wrong. It doesn't matter where it is. It just changes where you're at. I understand that. But that doesn't necessarily matter because the bow is going to shoot how the bow shoots. Uh, that, you know, after you explained it to yeah, us, Abby, in, you know, in, up that, there, in that instance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shooting, it helps a lot. I think that clears it up for a lot of people. We get a lot of like, I thought I knew what it was, and then I shot it, and it was totally different. So, yeah, definitely. Cool to help yeah, people I, understand it. So let's kind of get into the nuts and bolts of it and exactly like how to put one on in that process. Well, fortunately I have a, I have a bunch of videos and it, and it's fairly simple. Um, we, we have a a little base plate that has the, the dovetails on it and we'll we'll mount that to the bow first and then slide the, the mounting part, the adjustable on over the top of it put our rings on our, our site or if we're using a rail, we just um, put put the, the two rail posts onto the Picatinny and then bolt it to the to the uh, the mounting portion of it. Um, from there, I think the biggest stumbling block someone would have, like you guys, is tilting your head and then you're like, I can't see the dot. And then you just keep moving your head and then we have to come along and go, stop moving your head. You know. Oh yeah, Abby was like trying to break my neck. I swear, <laughs> you know, I was like, "What the?" So, <laughs> All the way sideways. By the time she's like, "Hey, stop doing that!" Just so <laughs> that's probably the biggest thing. And we don't see what I, what I'm going to tell you. We don't see it very often. But the the point of telling you this is how effective the red dot is at showing you when things aren't right. So if you we put this on a bow, we drew it back. And we and the dot was way off to the right, let's say, and we had to really twist our torque our bow to get that dot to center. What that's telling us is your string is not dead center of the riser at full draw. 
So that could be because your cams are spaced over one way too far. Maybe your cams are leaning a little bit. So the way your string is rolling off of that cam is making your, your string sit offset to the right. So if you drew a line from the, the center of the, the red dot to your string, there'd be an angle there, you know, from left to right. And so the only, the only way to see that dot is look straight through it. The only way to see it straight through it would be to turn your hand. So that's only about maybe a 15 thousandths of an angle. So we have to shim the mount or fix your bow. But um, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but <laughs> we got into the weeds a little bit there, but. Yeah, bow has to be it, tuned. I mean. The bow has to be tuned. And if it's not. It's going to be wrong then, with the normal sight too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you notice that right off the bat with a peep and pin if you're other than you run out of adjustment probably in your pin right You're shoved all the way to the right on your adjustment and you still need to go right further yeah. or whatever. Correct. There's something yeah. up. Yep. But we you would just know it immediately. I've had some people they put it on like they I can't see it and they either gotta fix your bow or put 10, 15 thousandths of shim behind that, that mounting bracket. So it matches that angle that your string is off and, and then you'll see it. But ideally, but, preferably, you know, you just go to the archery shop and get your bow tuned correctly. <laughs> I so get it tuned. If you were smart, you would. Yeah. <laughs> if you were smart, you would, that would be the best thing. But once, once you're there, everything's straight, you see the dot, it's almost dead on. You know, you were, we're going to adjust the front of it a little bit just for, um, your yardage but even at that because most bows shoot fairly close to the same speed you know i can tell you exactly where to set the um the front of the site so we don't we don't touch any of the turrets for our elevation that are on the red dot mm -hmm. we we either lower the front of the site or we raise it so it's just like a pin site if we were shooting low that and to move it up we would raise our pin it's the same with this. We we just dropped the front of the site, and it's a tiny amount. Maybe if we were two inches off at twenty yards, we dropped the front of the site like maybe twenty thousandths. So pretty pretty small. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty small. How does it um, adjust for you know like if you're using a well like I have a three pin slider currently. Yeah. So okay, you side in twenty, you side in thirty because I'm OCD. You side in forty. Because I'm OCD, um, you know every bow is going to be a little different. My bow shoots like 273 feet per second. Micah's is quite a bit faster than mine. Andy's is even faster than that because of their draw links being yep. much longer than mine. How do you? How does uh, like okay? So my bow on a 27 inch draw compared to Micah's on a 29, then Andy's on a 30, 31 and a half. How does it? Once you sight it in at 20 and you slide it down to 45, let's say, yards, yep. how is it on for both types of bows, you know, the different bows? So the difference is that we use, because we're not using a true slider. Yeah, it moves up and down, but we're using clicks. Uh -huh. So as this thing, as it moves up and down on, the, on those dovetails, there's little detents that move in and out of a machine groove that give you a, that click just like uh if you were just like your turrets it was like a turret you know you just click so in general if you would sight in at 20 yards 
the average guy, maybe one click is going to give you 25. Maybe that's for you one click. And if you're a little bit faster, you're like, I don't even need to move it to get this 25. You know, maybe, maybe he's, but it's, it's such a minute amount that in a hunting scenario, you're like, I'm a half inch difference. You know, I don't really care. So same way, if you want to go all the way out to 40 and you're, you back up, I need, you know, three kick, three clicks to be dead on at 40. Um, if you're just a little bit lower high, you can tweak that just a little bit up front to, to get it almost perfect for everyone. Um, so you figure that out by just shooting your bow and figuring out how many, clicks. how many clicks is 40, how many clicks is 60. Yeah, just back it up and just, most people either just tape it to the riser, you know, or, uh, Little you know, cheat sheet on little, your little cheat sheet. So I oh I need two clicks. After you do it enough, you, you just know. Yeah, you just know what it is, and but you don't have to. We kind of did that to keep everything simple, so we didn't have to have like a cam lock or a detent to loosen and tighten. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have the the detents in there, as soon as we loosen the cam, the whole site's going to want to drop. Right. In this case, with like the ultra dot, we're holding up a, a five ounce red dot. So as soon as you loosen the detent, it wants to, it would want to move. And so we, we kind of stuck with the detents all the way along. Plus in a hunting setup, we don't have, really have to look. We can look at the lines and know where we are at, but it's easy to feel that one click. Yeah. And when you're shooting, I'm assuming, because you said you, you acquire the target, you're not really worried about the dot. You bring the dot to the target. Is there a... Uh, certain way you think's better you know bottom up top down whatever feels best you know what do you it like kind of comes into your vision i think that's the best way to explain it if you're just focusing on the target and then the dot should just be there if your form's correct like as yeah. you pull back you know i think it that obviously the closer you are we see less of that where you draw back and then you're down below and you want to you know raise up and that probably lose a lot of guys having some target panic like that where they're trying to just get that pin on and and it stopped the you know just the floating but uh, after a little while i think you just don't even really worry about it you just the dot is is there it doesn't really take a lot of uh, um, a lot of time where you're we're worried about you know all those things like the, the string touching our nose and so on okay. have you guys uh, take, yeah one I guess I don't is this legal in like Colorado and like some of the states that you can't use what it, what is it called uh illuminated like electronics electronics is this fall <laughs> underneath that category I yeah. guess yeah pretty much anything with the you know the battery of those states so I I think for the most part it's like Colorado, Idaho, Oregon, Montana, North Dakota, I think maybe Washington state. There might be six of them. Okay. But for the most part, um, all the other states read, as long as it doesn't project a beam and it's not magnified, it's okay. legal. But in those same, on many of those same states that say have that in their ruling for on a bow, you can you can use a crossbow with a magnified scope in the same season. Right. <laughs> and don't cross. So, hey, hey, hey! Nobody asked you to give us common sense. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, that's just you don't I, question the state's decision making. And you can zoom in on those cases. You just do what they want <laughs> blindly. 
<laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, for most states, it's legal, so. Okay. Also, there you, is you a know, site in those there. same states, you can rifle hunt, which is funny. So, yeah. you know, you're yeah, using. Yeah. I mean, just, there is a, uh, there's a company called Meprolite, and they have, they have a, a red dot that uses fiber optics. And it, but it works like a red dot. And we have one on a bow and it, it does work. It, it's not quite as bright as a, a red dot, but even in the bright sunlight, it, it works fine. It's just a little bit big and bulky. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. So very, it's very cool. Very, uh, I mean, I want, I don't know. I would it, almost it's something call it, that I, I haven't really heard about. Yeah. So the, the whole deal, it, it's very neat and it was, it was really fun shooting it. Uh, like I said, I wish we would have had more time to shoot it. Some, some more just to play around with it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I almost want to call it outside the box, but it's been around for so, you know, yeah, you, the idea has been around. I think those things come up, to us is, you know, on the internet, you know, people making all kinds of comments out, oh, that's not new. It's been around forever. And it really has as far as a fixed mount, but someone trying to make it, you know, work on the adjustable side, you know, the, the stuff that we did to make it, you know, super robust, um, you know, as far as which rings we choose and we can, you know, custom fit it to everybody's you know, the bow you shoot, you know, do you like the dot a little bit closer or not? Um, you guys can see this, but, you know, you can carry it just like you could carry your bow by the site and you could throw it. Um, you know, we, we took ultra dots and we have them all sighted in, mounted on the bow, take the, the site off the bow, throw it as far as we can and, you know, pick it up, bolt it back on. It's still dead nuts. Um, my son dropped his out of it. He didn't really drop it. The, his bow hanger broke off and the bow fell out of the tree. And he picked his bow up, shot it, still dead on. 30 minutes later, he killed a deer. Oh, wow. That's pretty so, cool. So it, it's it's tough. And, it's I mean, tough. the people that they'll hopefully they'll go look at it. But and it's not very – it's not – it's slick. It's I not, mean, you know, it's, it, not it, it's not no. big. It's not huge, it's which smaller, is nice. It's smaller than any site – that I know yeah, of that I've like, ever shot. We get weight a lot and it's a lot lighter than other stuff. I like looked it up one time and it's yeah. It, it weighs like light. the setup with the ultra dot weighs like 13.1 ounces, but we're wrapped around the riser. So, you know, the, the site weighs about five and a half ounce or 5.1 and the mount weighs about the same. So um, it, it balances your bow out fairly well. Yeah. And, and so you guys, y'all have the actual mount itself is there certain red dots that you prefer to put on these sites we like the tube style whether it's a you know an ultra dot or a citron or an older Pollington site because the tube style kind of helps you center up um so anything round your brain already knows where dead center is you don't think about it Versus like if you had the rail model and you used a, a really small, uh, like a little reflex site, um, the bottom of that is flat. So it, it works just the same, uh, but it takes you a little bit longer, you know, to find center of the dot. Okay. Um, but if but you're you, good at shooting a reflex. Yeah, once you, you have the muscle memory, you can do it. You can use a, you know, pretty much any, like a little bit shorter red dot that would mount on a rail. As long as it, it doesn't sit up high, like if you 
can picture a red dot sitting on an AR where they have it, you know, up above the the receiver, you know, an inch or two. We don't want a red dot like that. It's just got to have a, a very low mount to it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I got gotcha. you. Very cool. Somebody who's, like, comfortable around a rifle would and pick ha- have shot red dots, you know, a lot in their lives would probably pick up on this decently fast. Yeah. Yeah, anybody oh, in the oh. military that shot on, they're like, yeah, why, why would you use anything but that? So I mean, that makes sense. Out. Makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, even my dumbass, after, <laughs> after I – you know, was fixed, I guess you'd call it. I mean, it, it didn't take long. I think I shot it three times. The first time Abby had to, what do you, you know, smack me in the face on the one side and get me back over. But the second two times I was just like, okay, that makes sense. You know, third time I was already, you know, understood what I needed to do to get the, the dot to, uh, to line up. Right. And yeah, definitely for a guy like me who's never shot one, it was foreign at first, but it, you, you could you'd pick up on it really fast. You shoot your bow a couple weeks, and you would be. Yeah, you can take a let's say a little kid that's never, maybe you know, a kid's twelve years old, going out to get his first bow. Trying to teach somebody like that how to shoot a peep sight, teach him if he's torquing the bow at all. You you give them a red dot, and like, can you see the dot? They're like, yep, and they shoot. And when they can't see it. And they're like, oh, I can't see the dot. I'm like, are you twisting your hand a little bit? I'm like, that's torque. So they, they immediately know, you know, what it is to torque the bow. But, you know, after teaching all my kids from the beginning how to shoot a red dot, it, you know, it's pretty simple. Yeah, we had a lot of people when we were at the Iowa deer class, like little kids would come up. We had a kid's bow with a fixed mount and a red dot, and they would just – they learned it really fast. Like it was like their dad was there and like, I'd show them how to do it. And they shot a bow for the first time with the red dot and they like, it was super easy. Right. No, that's cool. No, I'm thinking about, you know, maybe cause my kids, my daughter, she's eight. She, I bought her one of those little bear, little bear compound bows. You know, it's, I think yeah, it's yeah. like 50 bucks or something like that. And so we're starting, she's finally able to pull it back comfortably. And so we've been shooting, uh, out back. And so it's got me, got me curious very curious about maybe getting something for them because those those little genesis bows are nice for for kids that you know they use on the you've seen them they're like red and yellow oh yeah they they do have a version like that that's the same thing but has a little cam stop you know for their draw length yeah and uh those work really well um what's the what's the company that's got that uh adjustable bow that can go all the way from like kid size to adult it's the elite ember yeah that one's like super thousand dollar bow but (laughs) 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 still you're like that last bow you buy right yeah so i i would assume though that uh it would so if someone has bad habits yeah not a good archer even if they think they are but if they have bad habits (laughs) don't do things really well uh, this might amplify and tell them, hey, you're doing something wrong. Oh, me, immediately. I don't know how many times when we're at shows. So how many bad, like, how many shitty shooters are in the world is all I want to know. Well, <laughs> probably, I'm, I'm probably right up there with them at times, I'm sure. But, um, you know, you'd have somebody that 
Abby can vouch for this. We're at, we're at a show and I'm walking everybody through this because it's, it's a red dot. It's not a pin site. And this is how you do it. And the guy looks at you and says, Hey, this isn't my first rodeo. You know, I've, I've been shooting a bow for it. I'm like, okay, sorry. And so they draw back and they go, I can't see the dot. And I said, like, cause you torque the bow. I don't torque the bow. I'm like, that's why you can't see the dot. And you know, within a few seconds, he's got it straight. And then he figures out, he goes, well, I've been shooting this whole time. I've been torquing the bow. And I'm like, yeah, the, the dot's going to call you out every time. So, yeah. No, that's pretty, yeah. Yeah. That's, it makes me curious if I'm torquing a lot. Cause I feel like I do sometimes more than others. I'll be honest. I don't want to know the truth. Just <laughs> keep me in the, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you can, you know, this, it's kind of a difference. I mean, you can torque a little bit and it, it, you know, that dot will move, but it does, it's not really moving your arrow. Yeah. You know, once we, once we torque a lot, now arrows point in the opposite direction, but, uh, a little bit doesn't doesn't make a huge difference but. with the with the biggest thing that you would have to get used to let's say you don't have any bad habits you know you are a good yeah. archer overall with the biggest thing you'd have to get used to is your anchor point probably be changed would your anchor point probably change using 100%. Yeah, yeah we're not looking yeah. to the string anymore right so you know we just that's the difference of you know keeping your head straight and just what I usually, what we found is when I first started off, we always kind of wanted the string of our, of, you know, to sit like right, you guys can see right here on the mm-hmm. edge of the glass, the red dot. And as we kept doing more and more, I was like, I don't care if you like the string really close to the dot, then you let's use a shorter ring. And we're able to mimic, you know, your string touching your nose. And as long as it doesn't, bother you shoot it like that um but if we get the string too close it's it it's just kind of gets away from using a red dot where we just want to focus on the target yeah now we're back here you know at full draw trying to do all those things we did before and like if you want to do all that stuff then stick with a pin sight you know but in hunting scenarios where it's cold we have clothes on and and we don't want to think about all the stuff. We just want to, you know, look at the target and center the dot. You know, the red dot works great for that versus, you know, we're going to go shoot 3D or going to go shoot spots or whatever we have. We have all day to, you know, be very deliberate and, yeah. and shit like that. Well, and if you're just using like your, a good anchor, a good solid anchor point, I guess you'd call it like if, yeah. you know, you're going, putting your index finger behind your ear, whatever is normal for you. But then you're not also burying your cheek in your string and burying your nose into the string, which aren't good things. But as you are well aware, people do it. Yeah. You get you get used to, okay, this is my anchor point. I'm coming back. My V of my hand is in my earlobe or whatever works for that shooter. That would be the biggest thing for them to get used to is it just might feel different than the pin sight they were using prior. Yeah, for a while. 100%. It's it's not going to be the same. And and I try to I talk to a ton of people because I put my phone number right out there to, and to answer every question I can. And guys that have that concern, and because I don't want that, somebody to come and buy the site and then go, well, you didn't. I didn't know that it wasn't going to be the same. And I'll tell them, no, it's going to change. You know, we couldn't go shoot a, you know, iron sight on a pistol and then come shoot it exactly like we 
you know, it, when we bowl the red dot on, it's it's gonna you're gonna be a little bit different. Yeah. It's but once kinda, you get that muscle memory down, it's it's simple. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, it's it's just a it's another way to skin the cat. It's a yeah. It's a honestly, it's just a it's a cool product that I wasn't aware of till this year, till I met you guys, and and we thought it was pretty cool at the uh, Deer Classic. Um, we really enjoy doing gear shows too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get to do as many of them as we would like. Um, but when we were thinking about you know something to do. Uh, that was one that we're like, we should have that dude on with the, the, I think we called them the rifle sights, um, uh, up at Iowa that we shot. Cause you know, we didn't get to mess with it long enough up there to really understand it, honestly. And then of course I got on your YouTube and I got on your website and watched some of your videos and understood it more before we had our show with you. But but you know, back then it was just that. That was pretty cool. I can't tell really how it works or exactly what it does, but it was definitely something that was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that struck struck our uh, what do you call it? Our interest. Interest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely. Cool. Is there anything else before we uh, jump off here? Is there anything else that we should know about this or that you want people to know about? Yeah. What did we miss? I don't think we missed anything probably on the kind of basics, how it works, you know, but anybody that's listening that, that, that says, Oh, you know, that we tried this before, you know, the, the little things that kind of, we pride ourselves on that because it works is just the tolerances of the stuff. Um, so on our, that dovetail where it slides in and out, our, our specs for that are a half of a thousand. So that's, what is it probably 10 times thinner than the thickness of your hair is what we need to be at every time on those dovetails or else we get a little bit of movement in there and it, it feels sloppy. But so it's very yeah, precise, very precise. Everything is precise and you know, it's the, you know, kind of gun manufacturer tolerances to make it work. So, but we, we don't just paint this thing black, the, the mount, it, it gets hard coat anodized. So we're taking aluminum and then making the surface of it as hard as steel. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, uh, won't you go ahead and uh, give people the YouTube channel that you're talking about and give them a website and all your social or whatever you want people to look up? Yeah, we're just um, adjustable red dots on YouTube. That's our name and title on that Facebook and Instagram. Um, our website's um, www.adjustablereddot.com. His number or email is all on the website, so give us a call. We'd love to talk to anyone about it. It's really fun. Yeah, really cool new, uh, not new, I keep saying new, uh-huh. really cool innovative product um, that, you know, kind of bucks the norm in the industry when it comes to, you know, sites. I mean, everybody's used to the trophy ridges and the, you know what, you name all the big, the big products out there. That's what they're used to. This is another option for archers that exactly. either – aren't happy with their pin setup and it's pissing them off or they are blind as shit now. And maybe that's, <laughs> that's something they uh, are having a problem with and they had to go to a crossbow and nothing yeah. wrong with a crossbow, but maybe they want to continue shooting that compound. And that's, this is an opportunity for them to maybe get back into it. Um, yeah. And, uh, or just, you know, something different. Maybe you're just bored with your site and you want to try something new. And this is a new, uh, uh, damn it. I did it again. An innovative product that, um, it's something different, you know, it's something that yeah. they can try out and, um, 
once you get get the hang of it, I really do think it would be something that would uh, be good for a lot of folks. Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, so. thanks for having us. All right, that is uh, Troy. Uh, Troy. <laughs> Tim and Abby uh, Zelenka with Adjustable Red Dot. We really thank you for your time, and uh, we'll talk to you all later. All right. My head hurts, actually, after listening to that one. It, I mean, it, it makes you think differently about archery, mm-hmm. you know, and like how you shoot and how you would shoot. So like the entire time I was talking to Tim and Abby, I was thinking about what I would do. I almost wanted to go grab my bow and just kind of like, just you know, play around saying, a little pretend bit. like I was, it's something that I would have dry fired the damn thing. I mean, <laughs> even if you're not interested or whatever, if you could if you're around the area or they go do a lot of shows, I would check it out. I mean, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat, pretty nifty. I, I mean, I like it. It's kind of cool. It's got me thinking about stuff. So, you know. I'm setting my ways enough that, you know, I may or may never try it out. But I can promise you I would give it a thorough run through. Oh, for sure. Um, You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, the biggest thing for me is I don't like changing stuff, so I wouldn't be able to use it in Colorado. Right. You know, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of one thing that you know we talk about. But uh, yeah, if you guys uh, are thinking about changing sites, you might go give this one a look. You know, it's a pretty cool idea. Uh, Abby and Tim, they're great people. Family run business. Yeah, family run business. You can't beat that. So and we like to support family owned businesses. So you know, go give them a check out. Uh, check out their stuff. That's uh, Red Dot uh, Adjustable Red ad- Dot Adjustable Red Dot sites. So. Thanks to Tim and Abby. What else you got, my man? That's it, man. Let's get out of here. All right, later. See you.